Welcome to Gossip Pro, the show where we break the silence and unmask the professional world. I'm your host, AC. And I'm her partner in crime, Chase. So tune in, learn and evolve. And sidestep those professional pitfalls. Welcome to another episode of Lost in Translation. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Christmas parties. Yay! And how your actions can have an impact on your career. So Chase... What are your thoughts on Christmas parties? Before I get into Christmas parties, you look amazing today. Ooh, thank you. I'll take that. Okay, now getting back to business. Christmas. Oh, no, you look great as well. Just wanted to throw that back. Thank you. I, I wore yellow. I've yeah, ne- yellow's not even your colour. No, it's not. I've never actually worn yellow, but today I wanted to spice it up a little bit. So I thought, let me wear a colour I've never worn. It actually suits you. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. You should. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it one of your yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so Christmas parties, I've actually got um, two takes when it comes to Christmas parties. One, which is I've gone to Christmas parties where it's almost felt like I've been asked to work mm-hmm. because there's been clients around and etc. And it's been like all oh, mingle network, you know, just really like take care of them. And I thought to myself, I'm not really enjoying myself here because I feel like I'm doing overtime but I'm not getting paid for it. And I've seen the other side of Christmas parties where you, you know, my line management have really been like, look, just show up, enjoy yourself. You've had a tough year, just let loose and have fun. I've really enjoyed those parties. What's your experience been like? Um, You know me, I love a good Christmas party. I Actually, I love parties generally. Um, So yeah, I love them. You're like a little energy bunny. Anyway. I am. I, I love parties. If there's an invite, I'm like, yep, I have to go. Yeah. But it's also about, the people there and, and you, if you know you're going to have a good time. And I think this is one of the reasons maybe why people might go or decide not to go. Because you want to have a, you want to be surrounded by people you're gonna, you know you're going to have a good time with. I would agree. I've opted not to go to Christmas parties because I didn't get along with certain people within the team. So I, I really didn't want to spend any more time than I had to. Mm. So I've been in that situation so I can see both sides of it. So the reason why companies have Christmas parties is A, bonding which we've talked about. Secondly, they want to reward the staff because they've worked really hard. And it's just a nice way to end the year. And I think that's why people love Christmas parties. And I'm not saying everyone loves it, but that's that's the reason why companies do it. I've seen Christmas parties really have a positive effect on teams and growing. But I've also seen the other side of it. And I think we're going to dive into that anyway, where it's really gone Tom Peak and what that means when I say mm. that, it means shit's hit the fan, right? Someone's had a bit too much sauce, right? They did stuff they shouldn't do. And yeah, it's caused problems. Or, you know, your two colleagues who've been flirting with each other all year, all of a sudden, they're acting all weird come January 1st in the office. Well, it's not January 1st, but it's usually around, what, January 4th, 5th, when everyone sort of returns back. And they're acting a bit weird. And you're like, okay. This is where we go awkward (laughs) (laughs) whoopsie yeah (laughs) so let's start off with the invite now you'll get the invite from your company and you can choose to rsvp a you'll go or b you won't go chase why do you think people decide not to go to there could be a number of reasons to be honest um you could be introverted i used to be very introverted i used to avoid going to christmas parties unless there was a group of people i absolutely felt comfortable with and i was having a conversation actually um not too long ago with someone on reddit who actually posted a question and they said 
I'm introverted. How do I get over it? And I pretty much gave them some tips and tricks on what they can do, things that I've used. And I think Christmas parties is a perfect opportunity to take that first step going into the new year, new year's resolution. I'm sure we're going to have a show about that because a lot of people have those resolutions. What other reasons do you think? I mean, people might have commitments elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, you can't get past that or you can't have anyone to look after your child. You know, there's other commitments that people have outside of work. Other things, I think you mentioned obviously the introvert, but some people might have social anxiety, which is kind of linked in some ways. And also, I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of Christmas parties is very centered around drinking. Bringing it back to the social anxiety, because Mm -hmm. I think, you know, you've touched on something quite important there, especially post-COVID and this working from home situation where a lot of people are still stuck maybe three or four days working from home. Now, I like a hybrid solution. Some people actually enjoy working from home. But the problem is, in the long term, it can lead to social anxiety. And this is what a lot of people experience post-COVID because they weren't around other people. They didn't know how to communicate. You know, there's some people who are going to still witness that. So companies need to also take that into consideration. If you are hosting a Christmas party, How can those individuals who are feeling that anxiety be confident enough to show up? And what sort of safeguarding measures can you put in place if they do show up and it sort of hits them? Because I've been in that situation where I've seen someone who's starting to get very anxious and they were looking at fire exits because they wanted to get out of there so quickly. Those are things to take into consideration. Now, you also touched on the secondary point there, which is childcare. I've seen a few companies and I think these companies are absolutely amazing for doing this where they've actually given their staff a budget to get someone in to babysit so they can actually come and enjoy the Christmas party. Really? I've never heard of this. A few of them that I saw who done this were SMEs and it was amazing. Like I was genuinely taken aback because I was like, what a beautiful thing to do. You are really being inclusive with everyone. Talking about inclusivity, jumping to your point, AC, it seems like predominantly a lot of Christmas parties do revolve around drinking. Yeah, 84%. So what about the individuals who don't? Apparently 34% decide not to go to their Christmas parties because they know there's drink involved. That's interesting So to it know. puts people off. I'm not saying everyone, it is only 34%. And I think it's important to note that Individuals choosing not to drink can have a number of reasons. It's not strictly religious. It could be, you know, they used to be an alcoholic. It might be a preference. Now, I know a lot of people out there say, oh, yeah, but they can still show up and not drink. And I say to those people, go out to a bar and club. Mm. Don't drink all night and see how uncomfortable you start feeling after everyone's got the fourth or fifth round in. Because that's when everyone starts talking like they're from another planet and you want to get the hell out of there as soon as possible because you're like i'm not understanding these conversations you're thinking you're having a serious conversation the person's pouring the heart and you're like like, i don't even remember this the next day (laughs) it doesn't make sense and it's true especially men get very emotional when they drink do they yeah because Everything that's been bottled up starts to come out, especially if they're in an environment where they're surrounded by a group of guys they truly feel comfortable being around. They start opening up. That's when you start hearing the, I love you, man. I love you too. You're my brother. Man, I can't live without you. And don't get me wrong. Whoa, they go that far. (laughs) I've been there, you know, and it feels great because obviously you spend most of your time as a man bottling up these emotions because 
obviously I grew up in an era where it was old school mentality, where it's like, you know, you don't share your emotions, you keep it in. But because I grew up around very strong women, they sort of inspired me to, to speak a lot. And that's why I feel comfortable speaking with you as well, which is sort of trickled down into our relationship. Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to get into that side. So I think for guys, it's a bit of an escapism. And coming to your point, AC, which I know you're going to raise at one point. Okay, you're at a Christmas party. You're drinking. Be careful. When you drink, you start relaxing. Whatever emotions you were feeling, negative or positive, starts to come out. And that's one of the other reasons why people have a fear of going to Christmas parties. Because they're worried whatever's in there is going to come straight out. Especially for the younger generation. If you're inexperienced with going to these Christmas parties, you have an open bar, you're thinking, holy moly, I got, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this. And I've been there. And you just drink, drink, drink shots. Every oh, I've done that too. <laughs> everyone's going crazy. I mean, some Christmas parties, they give you vouchers. You know, if you're in good with a manager, which me and a few of my colleagues used to be when, you know, when we were younger, we used to get a whole bunch of vouchers and we we're like, yeah, let's go. Drink, 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 drink. And yeah, we'll be crawling out of the club. So you made a really good point about the drinking. Did you know over 20% of Gen Zs drink 20% less than us millennials? I see a lot of controversial blogs, articles and etc. about Gen Z's, but I don't agree with most of it because I look at it like I've got a younger sister that falls into that bracket. And the great thing about Gen Z's is the fact that they voice their opinions. Millennials used to hold back a lot. Being a millennial myself, mm -hmm. Gen Z's voice their opinions. They go out and they explore the world, right? They want to try new things. They want to give everything an opportunity. So I'm not surprised that they're drinking less because with millennials, we sort of absorbed a lot of crap. The baby boomers really screwed with us because they were like, you know, you keep your mouth shut, you work hard and you don't voice your opinions and this and that. No wonder why we ended up drinking more. Oh, it was a way to let our hair down. Exactly. But with Gen Z's, they're like, well, I'm not going to let you control me. This is my life. I'm going to live it. So I understand a lot of the controversial blogs and articles out there, but I don't agree with most of them because I feel like, it's very judgy. Don't judge the next generation so harshly. I mean, weren't we judged as well as millennials back in the day? But that's what I mean. Every generation judges the next one, yeah. saying they're more liberal, they're more rebellious and etc. Well, you're kind of the problem because you've paved the way for the next generation to then take it to the next level, right? Millennials dived into the technology side, created all of this, and now it's like, oh, Gen Zs, they can't focus as, as much or etc. Well, if you look at all the big social companies, they're run by millennials or boomers. So who, we created the problem and then yeah, we're yeah, so telling who, people off. Who's to blame here? But anyway, that's the chase rant over because it seems like every <laughs> single episode I get into a rant. It's because I'm reading so much about it and it just frustrates me. No, I love a good chase rant. Yeah, I don't. So if you decide not to go mm. to your Christmas party, the negative effect of this could be is that you are seen in a negative light because it looks like you're not really committed to the team or the company. And so it comes like you don't want to partake. What do you think, Chase? I think, look, if you've got a Christmas party, show up, even if it's for one hour, it is a fantastic opportunity to network as long as you know how to network in the right way. Don't go and bleed a senior's ear when you're at the party telling them how great you are at your job because I guarantee you they will avoid you for the rest of your professional life at that company. 
be intelligent. And I know AC's got some fantastic little pointers to help you along the way, which we're going to touch on later on. I mean, what's your thoughts on it? I think if you don't go, you, you're missing out on an opportunity. And I'll tell you why. When I've gone to Christmas parties or any kind of event, you get to meet people or you meet existing people and you deepen that connection. You get to know them on a personal level. And when you get to know people on a personal level, it actually makes your day-to-day life easier. Because they're like, oh, I can connect with you. We've got things in common. So when you say, oh, by the way, can you deliver this in three days? Which usually, if they didn't know you, they'd probably say no. But because they know you really well, or they've known you from the Christmas party or any event, they're like, I'll make it happen for you. Because there's that connection. And also when I've worked in big corporates as well, when I used to mingle with loads of departments, I actually got big projects done or big ideas done because I had those relationships. And you only get those relationships by putting yourself out there and having conversations. That's very true because larger companies, it's who you know, right? When you first go in, when you're inexperienced at working at a large company, you think to yourself, oh, we're all one big team. It's not actually true. The departments are their own teams. And most of them, if they don't like you, they'll make your life hard at work. So you have to kind of mingle with them, like you said, every opportunity you get. Now, Christmas time, folks, this is a perfect opportunity for you if you work in a larger company to build bridges with departments. And what do I mean by that? Grab yourself a box of chocolate. Send it to that one person you've probably called upon in a department and say to them, thank you so much for everything you've done this year. Because I guarantee you one thing, next year, you don't even have to ask twice. Also do it for other departments where you've been trying to build a relationship with someone and it hasn't worked out. Do the exact same thing. That box of chocolates ain't going to cost you much, but it's going to make your life so much easier the next year. Been there, done that, and it's worked out. So that's a tip for you. Completely agree with that. And I think even if you're not thinking about it for deepening that connection, I think it's just nice to say thank you. Yeah. Like a thank you goes so far. If you can't get a box of chocolates in time, then just send the card. Yeah. There's a number of things you can do. Use it. It's a perfect opportunity. Wish people a Merry Christmas. Wish them a great New Year. Whether they celebrate Christmas or not, right? I mean, when I look at Christmas, I see it as the perfect opportunity to spend time with friends and family, right? So even then, if they don't celebrate Christmas, you can still send them a card and say, I really hope you get the opportunity to spend time with loved ones. You deserved it. Thank you so much for this year. A simple thank you can, mm. can really pay dividends the following year. So on that note, your boy Moyo on TikTok has his own reasons for going to Christmas parties. And I'm going to share that with you right now. If you work and got invited to this year's Christmas party, go to it. I don't care if you dislike everybody at your workplace, go to it. In fact, if you hate all your colleagues, go to it. Christmas parties where all the gossip comes out, all the drama unfolds. I'm telling you, it's the best time of the year. If you think you knew your colleagues at work, trust me, you don't know them. You don't know them until you go to the Christmas party. That's the day you'll find out Sandra's been sleeping with the boss, but the boss has a wife and three kids at home. Go to the Christmas party, you go to the supply room and you'll just see your boss there doing bumper to bumper with the assistant. Yeah, I see you, deadly, deadly guy. Hey, even those that are alcoholics don't even alcoholic as much as that. People get drunk! <laughs> yeah, yeah, how you doing, mate? <laughs> the maddest thing is everyone will act normal when you go back to work. Oh, how you doing? Yeah, you, would you like some tea? Yeah. <laughs> go to the Christmas party. You better go. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? That's someone who's definitely gone to their Christmas party and found out a lot of information they shouldn't have. <laughs> it does happen, though. This is where loose lips sink ships a little bit. 
So have you ever, when you've gone to a Christmas party, found out things that you shouldn't have? Mm, yes, <laughs> but not just Christmas parties, any kind of party that I've been to where there's been alcohol involved. Hold on, hold on. Wait I don't want to actually share minute. exactly what I found out. There's a reason why we're doing this, right? So what did you find out? Oh. Or at least how bad was it? Um, how bad? Um, I realized that some people were being overpaid and some people were being underpaid. Oh. I found out everyone's salary is pretty much in the whole company. Wow. Very naughty. But it was not my fault. The person actually volunteered to give me information. I was like, oh, I can't believe this. Wow. Yeah. No, I've never come across that. So someone voluntarily gave you that information. Okay, I, I need to ask. Was there someone who was at the same level as you, doing the same job, earning more than you? Yes, and it was male. Actually, a few males. Wow. I didn't do anything about it. Okay. But I was quite, I mean, it was earlier on in my career. Oh, okay. So you yeah. didn't You didn't really know how to... I wasn't sure how, how to, to handle it. Like, how, how am I going to explain how I know someone's salary? Well, you don't really have to explain. They can't turn around and say to you, oh, by the way, where did you find that information out from? You can say, it's not where I found out the information from. It's, is the f information true and why have I been getting paid less than my male counterparts, right? And if they turn around and say to you, oh, yeah, you know, we can't disclose that information, you say, well, here's a grievance. It's a formal grievance. Please investigate. If they don't investigate thoroughly, you can raise it with ACAS. The moment you raise it to ACAS and you say that you've got it on good authority that certain individuals are earning more than you who are at the same level as you doing the same job, then they can ask questions to the employer directly. And yeah, you can get all of that back you. But wow. I'm not going to tell you how it happened or where it happened or whatever. But yeah, it was on a night out. Okay. Well, no. I've These things happen. That's the first time I heard about something like that happening. Uh, if I told you all the stories I've come across and things have happened, you'd be like this. So would you say that is by far the craziest thing that's happened? No, I think there's crazier stuff. What's the craziest thing that's happened at a Christmas party you've gone to? I mean, there's been situations where we've found out that the senior person's been sleeping with a junior person. At a Christmas party? Yeah, from a, par a party, you can see everything. You can notice everything. Everyone talks. Everyone just lets their hair down. And I have to ask because obviously uh, I've, I've covered this on a previous episode where the store manager from my previous workplace was, you know, married and I guess... Was this individual in a relationship with someone else? Were they married or anything? They were engaged. Wow. Okay. Happens. No, it does. I know I know a lot of crazy stuff happens because there are a lot of people out there. As soon as they drink, they can't control themselves. I've seen it. I had a colleague. This one was definitely one of the, the fun ones. Um, We were out. We were actually at a client's Christmas party. So we had been invited and we thought, great. We, so we've gone to this Christmas party. We're drinking, having a good time, actually. I networked a lot, really got to know a lot of people, really enjoyed the conversations I was having. But I always knew between drinks, have a glass of water. Because you always get that one person who's like, no, keep drinking. Everyone's drinking. I'm like, have a glass of water in between those drinks. Mm. Because you're not full on clubbing. You still got people around you that determine what happens with your career. I think people forget that there's still rules and procedures that still need yeah. to apply. It's a work event. It might be outside of work, but it's still work. Yeah. So this individual was chatting shit about a senior client to another client that he was quite close with me and another colleague of ours we saw him talking quite loudly he was drunk 
He's being quite boisterous and loud and rude. We understand, like, that That client at the time was very difficult, but this guy was going full in at it. And anyone who was neighbouring can hear. But guess who one of the neighbours were? I bet it was the client. It was the senior client facing the other way, talking to none other than the director of that company. And obviously, she overheard, she turned around and said, I really don't appreciate you speaking about me like that. And instead of apologizing, because he had a bit of liquor, the sauce got him good. He started going to a, yeah, but your problem is... And me and my colleague ran over, grabbed him, and we were like, oh, you need to go to the bathroom. And we took him out of there straight away, and we put him in a taxi and sent him home. But lo and behold, it was too late. Our seniors had found that, and yeah, when he was back at work, he was uh, invited in for a HR meeting. I mean, he got it out of off his chest, but bloody hell. See, this is, this is another reason why people don't go. You raised the point earlier where you said, obviously, people forget that it's still a office type environment a work environment and etc that's true predominantly if your company hires the venue so for a lot of people out there remember this if your company hires the venue out technically that's an extension of your work office if you're in there and you think oh let me quickly capture a picture of my boss or a video of my colleague getting with someone else i know they're married and etc or i'm going to share this on a social media platform and this and that be careful you're putting yourself in a position where you can lose your job there's a code of conduct that naturally comes with your role so you going into that environment and illegally surveillancing one of your colleagues and then using that to then put it out there into the world where you can't bring it back yeah you're gonna get yourself into a lot of shit or even engaging in office gossip where you're like oh have you seen this oh have you it's gonna come back and bite you in the ass gossip is different right that's a slap it, on the wrist yeah but it's still probably still shouldn't engage in that it's a slap on the wrist yeah. versus filming someone or taking a compromising picture and putting out there into the web in a hired venue if it's not a hired venue technically mm, no i think it still applies well i think you should still be very careful because you're still interacting with your work colleagues ethically absolutely why would you even want to do that but for them to pull you in if they said hey let's meet up at this club and uh, you know that's where our christmas party is going to be but they didn't hire at the venue then they can't really pull you into a hr meeting after and try and get rid of you because you filmed something because technically if you're out at a public place everyone's filming and taking pictures and etc there will be an indirect impact yeah, will you be. will be on the radar for them to then look for reasons to get rid of you and at some point you're going to slip up and they're going to get you. Yeah. So it's just not worth it. You've definitely walked the plank. Mm. It's just a matter of time until you get pushed over. But everyone just be sensible. Absolutely. So shall we move on to if you do decide to go? Yeah. Number one, outfit. I think that's the most important bit. I think so. I thought you were going to disagree with me there. So I've been at Christmas parties where people have shown up and you think to yourself, probably not the best thing to wear. Yeah, and I think really be careful about what you wear to these. You want to be classy, you want to show off your personality, but you, you still need to remember it is a work event. So it's just finding that balance. I have a few tips, i.e. confirm your dress code. Because it's not always going to be in this glamorous, I don't know, bar or event. It could be a pub. So you might want to just dress down a bit or it could be a lunch. So just like based on what the event is, think about your dress code. Try and keep your cleavage to a minimum. Um, again, it's professional. There's probably a lot of guys out there saying, no, how dare you recommend that? Take it out. <laughs> um, try not to go too short with your outfit. 
Keep it classy. And I think this is a great opportunity to go all out with your shoes. Okay, well. I know. I know this is more of a, I'm coming from a female take here. But yes, shoes is really important. It's also a very good um, conversation starter. So is that why you've worn this outfit? Is this what you're saying? So this is atypical of what you would wear? Yeah, this is something I would wear. You know, I mean, obviously it's figure hugging. Mm. But, you know, there might be a bit of a glimpse of cleavage, but you can't really see much. And it still looks classy. Yeah. And you can, you know, you can go sparkly with your shoes. I know this is really not your area, Chase. I'm as plain as crackers. Oh, my God. (laughs) On that note, there was actually a video I saw on TikTok where Grace highlights what goes through a woman's mind when she's thinking about her outfit for the Christmas party. And I am completely on the same page as her. This will be interesting. But why is it so difficult to find an outfit for the work Christmas party? Because it's like, you're the young fun personality hire, so you want to look cute, you want to look funky, you want to look a little bit, ooh, she's cool. But also, like, it's a work event, so you want to look classy. Do I go long? Do I go short? Do I want a jumpsuit? Do I want a dress? Is it going to be a skirt? Do I want knee-high boots? Do I want to wear flats to be comfortable? Like, do I want pink, blue, red, green, sparkle, sequins, velvet? Yeah, that's literally my brain. Goodness gracious me. (laughs) Hey, do you have that problem? If I had a problem like that, I'll be as mad as a box of frogs. Oh, my God. What goes through your mind? Um, I guess it's different for a man, isn't it? Yeah, for me, it's like I wish the bottom of this shirt was a bit wider because I've got my love handles coming out. <laughs> that's that's what you're worried about. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I've had a, a few colleagues. They definitely, you know, their dress code is amazing. I'm just not one of those guys. I keep it very simple. I've got certain colours. I never come out of them. I mean, I'm wearing yellow today. It's like, this is what, first time I've worn yellow in probably 18 years. Last time I wore yellow, I was a younger lad who had just come back from vacay, who was tanned and had a great body. Now I'm dad bod, look a bit like the McDonald's guy. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) So moving on to conversation. Okay. At a Christmas party, we've said it's a great way to mix with people, talk to everyone, get to know them. However, and like you said at the beginning of this podcast, don't go in there just talking about work because especially with your seniors, that that's the last thing that's on their mind. They're just like, I just want to relax, have a good time, let my hair down. It's been a hard year. And so if you go in and start talking to them about work, it's really going to put them off. However, there is another point I want to make is if they engage in work topics, then don't shut it down engage it is okay because they started that conversation i mean what do you think chase very valid points there it's a tip genuinely for the for the younger generation who might be inexperienced in that corporate world use the opportunity go there speak to them find out what do they like more than work if they engage with you like you said ac then yeah open up raise some points be concise don't drag it on i remember in my younger years i've made loads of mistakes i thought yeah it's a great opportunity to network let me get in there and start talking about work and within probably about a minute or two it was like oh i saw so and so i'll catch up with you later they were gone for anyone who's driven and, and really hungry to progress calm yourself down this is not the environment for it because having been in senior roles as well and being at Christmas parties, I know what it's like when people come to me and they're like, oh, let me just talk about work. Let me just talk about work. And I'm like, I'd rather talk about something else because the lead up to Christmas has been so busy that now I get to unwind. What about yourself? Yeah, just see where the conversation goes. If you meet someone new, I always think of like an elevator pitch. If you met someone new, they don't know what you do, you know, introduce yourself. Like, what do you do? Like very briefly. Then say something about yourself and then ask them a question back. So then you're engaging in that conversation rather than just saying work, 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 work or me, 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 me. No, you want to know about 
them as well. So keeping it short, succinct to the point and just keeping that conversation going. You know when you've done something wrong, if that person's face is just glazed. Yeah. You're like, okay, I've gone on way too much. When you drink, you kind of, you have that inability to pick up on those subtle signs when someone's not really listening anymore. They're disinterested. So you have that elevator pitch ready and AC, give us an example of an elevator pitch. Yeah. So I'm going to just explain what an elevator pitch is just in case you don't know what that is. So it's a brief way of introducing yourself, getting across a key point or two and making a connection with someone. So I'll give you an example. Say if you're a project manager in this situation and you love football and you know the person in front of you loves football as well, you might get an inkling. So example, I'm the project manager. Beyond project plans, I'm all about game plans, especially in football. Any favourite teams or players you're rooting for? I think that's a great way of introducing yourself. Absolutely. You can also be in a situation where you don't know what sort of hobbies that person has got an interest in. So maybe ask the football one, see if they respond. If they turn around and say to you, oh, well, I really don't like football or you can always have a follow-up which is oh you like sports and if you do which sport is your favorite now if they turn around and say to you oh i love basketball or i love nfl etc then if you are someone who loves sports great if you're someone who's just elected to choose football and you really don't like sports you kind of put yourself in a bit of a predicament there so choose something or an area that you know well that's one of the recommendations I would definitely put out there for people. Nine times out of 10, they make the mistake of saying, oh, I'm going to concentrate on what your interests are. No, concentrate on what the joint interests are because it's easier to have a conversation that way. Exactly. So if anyone is interested in elevator pitches, we've created some examples and we've included a link below in the description box. So hopefully... It helps some individuals out there just in case they do run into that senior person and they get that opportunity to really put themselves on the map. On that note, what could go wrong at a, at a Christmas party? Well, we've already touched on that. A lot of things can go wrong. You could have too much to drink, um, end up saying the wrong thing about people, especially senior people, and they can overhear it. I've seen someone fight our boss at a Christmas party. Oh, no. And we were just like, what on earth are you doing? And this is a person with a mortgage, two kids, and he got into a fight with our boss. And I don't mean a verbal altercation. It was a, it was a physical punch up. And we're like, what the hell is going on? Your one, goodness gracious, disclosing confidential information about pay structures. I mean, that is a costly lawsuit. It could have been. I would hate to imagine because I know what ACAS could have probably asked them to do, which is completely review their internal pay structures <coughs> to avoid any discriminatory behavior. And nine times out of 10, they give you a reference to a consultant who will come in and help you with the pay structure. And that costs money. Mm -hmm. And then you would have to backdate everyone. Oh, yeah. Christmas parties can be very dangerous. Exactly. So I actually wanted to touch on the five areas that happen at Christmas parties that could go wrong. So apparently 34% of people embarrass themselves at Christmas do on the dance floor. I would definitely fall into that category. Would you? I cannot dance <laughs> to save my life. And as soon as I've had a few drinks, I dance like Jim Carrey in a slapstick movie. So I have a video from Jeannie on TikTok that showcases someone going absolutely mental at a Christmas party on the dance floor. Well, let's get it. Ended up more than a call in Lizzo. You decided to show everybody your dance moves. You also realize that you're not 20 anymore. Putting yourself on stage, middle of a song, into a split going to hurt a lot the day. going to hurt you more when everybody texts you the photos. Because in your head, this was sexy. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, you know what? I've seen so many of those at Christmas party. It's just absurd. Like these these individuals, you know what? They are the life of the party as well. But then, like she said, the next day they're like, "Oh, I think I got a bruise here," or "Oh, I think I'm gonna have to call in sick." Yeah, it is kind of funny though. I mean, yeah, yeah like you said, they're the life of the party. Though they are the life yeah. of the party. Moving on to the next common thing that actually happens at Christmas parties. People leave early because they're too drunk. And that affects 28%. My previous line manager, shout out to Simon, who decided on one of our Christmas parties to leave early because he said he felt tired. More like he was getting a bit too wobbly <laughs> on his legs. So he, he did a smart thing and got out of there quite quickly. But for us, it was like that ended our night because we all sort of worked in silos. So Christmas parties was an opportunity to come together. So when he sort of decided to go home, which was the right thing for him to do, to be honest, we were all like, oh, well, that's the end of our night. And we left as well. Aww. None of us actually stayed after that. Sometimes when you're in a senior position, you need to also realise that if you do leave a party early, your direct reports might decide to disappear as well. I don't think managers realise how much impact they have on their colleagues. Yeah, because especially if you're respected as a line manager, your team kind of wants to spend more time with you because they not only enjoy your leadership style, but they genuinely like you as a person. It's always an opportunity to bond. I On think, the flip side, though, mm -hmm. apparently 60% of employees think that hanging around with their boss at Christmas parties is going to help them get ahead. Yeah, I can imagine a lot of individuals who are sort of new into the professional world would think that. It really doesn't. For most, I've seen some people in management positions who have promoted individuals based on being their drinking partner or smoking partner mm. or I guess in this day and age gaming partner. I don't know. But yeah, those are really bad managers, right? Because they're not promoting for the right reasons. Yeah, I completely agree. I think you should be promoting people because they are capable and they can do the job really well. And not just because of that close personal relationship because someone's decided to brown nose. Yeah, absolutely. Right person, right role. Mm -hmm. That's how it should go. Agree. The third thing that happens at Christmas parties is people starting a romance. That affects 23% of people kiss a colleague at a party. I mean, you really need to think if that is the right thing for you to do. And I'll tell you why. Because if you end up in a situation where you have a one night stand with someone that you work with, you think to yourself, oh, this might be something great. It could turn into a relationship or something serious and it doesn't. You're stuck still working with that person. Especially if you're working in an industry where it's difficult to actually get another job straight away. Really think about it. Mm. You said earlier that obviously you've been like a senior person who got with a junior member. Yeah. How did that end up? Ended really badly. She was in tears pretty much every day. And I think they tried to keep it hush hush. And in the end, she got paid to leave. What frustrates me with that is I bet the senior person got away with it as well. Yeah. well there you go. That's the issue because... All they get is a slap on the wrist. Whereas in that role, technically, the senior person should have been the one who got the brunt of it. Because you're in a senior role, you're getting with a junior person, you know what the repercussions will be. That person might not because they're inexperienced. They should know better. Absolutely. You're in a senior bloody role. There's a reason why you're there. So for a lot of junior people out there, be careful. Especially if you, if you are getting seduced by a senior person, do you really want to put yourself in that position? These are the things you need to think about. 
right? They might look appealing to you, but when push comes to shove, I guarantee you one thing, they will throw you under the bus. On that note, there could also be a sexual harassment uh, grievance put against you as well. I worked with one guy, oh my God, this was many moons ago. Again, married with bloody kids, ended up sleeping with a co-worker at a Christmas party. They actually got it on inside the club. They made their way to the fire exit and ended up, you know, engaging in coitus. And that's for the Big Bang Theory fans out there. But what happened was the very next day, we were told that he will no longer be working with the company. And we thought, what on earth happened there? We found out a month later that she had said that she didn't consent to it and the police had been notified and they were involved and they were investigating the matter. And naturally, he lost his job, he lost his wife, lost his kids. Police investigation further down the line reported that it was consensual. There was cameras inside the fire exit area or that there was nothing untoward that was happening there. But the damage was done. It, it lost everything. Shame. Well, but he should have never done that. I mean, he's married. He's got his kids and you're at a work do where everyone's drinking and that's what you do. It was a bit of a silly move, but yeah, I mean, you didn't deserve that. Especially because obviously we knew they'd been flirting. I mean, she would wait after hours, one or two hours when we'd finish work just so he can drive her home. And it was like, okay, so this has been ongoing for about 10 months. So definitely be careful in a situation like that, especially at your Christmas party. So even if it feels like you guys have been engaging in that kind of romantic vibe for a long time things can still go wrong absolutely do you know what if you've had a few drinks even if that even if you ask them do you consent and they say yes put it off save it for a day when you haven't had much to drink or it's away from work and you actually met up for a date that's my recommendation based on what i've seen i agree that's a good one to raise ac actually yeah that's a very good one to raise i think also at these christmas parties you might try and pursue someone and they might reject you so just be aware that that could also happen and it could affect your working relationship so moving on to the next point the fourth common thing that happens at parties which is i find it i know i shouldn't find this funny but shouting at your boss so apparently that happens to 10 percent of people they apparently they shout at their boss because they're actually holding on <laughs> to a lot of um grievances in their minds well i can see that i told you mm. we i you know i witnessed that one where physical altercation they were punching each other it's like whoa well that brings me on to my next point apparently eight percent actually get into a physical fight as well i'm not surprised at that <laughs> i mean what better way to lose your job right it's usually because it's about salary or bonuses or broken promises that managers have made and haven't followed through and this individual's been holding on to it, holding on to it. Give him a few drinks. And it might not even be drinks. They might just be relaxed. And they're like, bang, I'm coming for you. You got the right way of doing it, right? Companies have got grievance uh, processes and etc. Don't drink and attack. Like they say, don't drink and text. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and beat your boss up. Imagine that. <laughs> and then actually that brings me on to my last point, which is 5% of people actually drink and drive after a Christmas party. I wouldn't advise that. Because you could hit something, something could happen. And again, that will affect your career and your life. Oh, absolutely. And the other person's life. The main reason why you wouldn't advise that is because it's illegal. Oh, yeah. Don't let one night ruin your life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what we're trying to say is enjoy your Christmas parties, but be careful. Yeah, go to your Christmas party. Use it as an opportunity to network. Use it as an opportunity to get to know your colleagues, right? Have a good time yourself. Unwind a little bit. But there's a lot of things to consider, mm. right? Don't lose your job over it. Don't ruin your life over it. Pace yourself. Pace yourself, absolutely. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. Though on the night, it's a sprint because it's not a three or four day bender. Well, Chase, thank you. 
That was actually a really good uh, session. Are we going to have a Christmas party of our own this year? I don't know. It's just me and you. We have a two-person Gossip Pro Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> I get to show you my dance moves. Oh, dear. <laughs> Guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Hit that subscribe button below and see you next time. <laughs>